0: I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with no Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Reigns from XDP. Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. I'm Corey Willis with PPI. I'm Drew with DNJ
1: Precision Machine.
0: I'm Pinky. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. Diesel Power Podcast. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. The one and only Diesel Power Podcast. It's awesome to have you back on the podcast, Dennis. We've, Gosh, we had a blast on, on all of our other ones, and you know, we were chatting recently about, you know, being an entrepreneur, starting a business. um, Some of the things that are are difficult or hard to pick up, you know, when you're just starting out, you're trying to learn and kind of find your way in the market. And, you know, we know you've been in business for a really long time. You've probably seen it all. You know, you have the experience to, to be able to help a lot of people out there, not just in the diesel or the automotive industry, but anyone who starts a retail business, whether that's a a storefront, um, a parts business, it could be a flower shop, could be really anything. And that's, you know, part suppliers, where you're getting your materials from, um, is something that's overlooked so much in the, the process of, of building a business. And, and what it can do is it can help you. It can keep, you know, materials and stocking orders and things like that flowing into your business. Or your storefront, so you can make sales and service customers and grow, or it can hinder it, you know, in some ways. And and we wanted to talk to you and get get some of your perspectives, you know, as a manufacturer, someone who is building a product and then you know shipping it out to distribution centers or to customers all over the country.
1: It sounds good. Thanks for having me back on again, man. And uh, as always, it'll be as fun as all the rest of them. This is a topic that you could probably talk, to, talk about for days. I've done it for almost 20 years now. And there's a matter of have a business. Uh, you know, you got to get a few things in line before starting the business for sure. So we'll see if I can help out a little and in, uh, insight some of that.
0: You know, and one of the – well, it wouldn't necessarily be the first thing to do uh, when starting a business per se, you know, as far as lining out the suppliers. But shortly thereafter, you know, as a small business owner – um, or someone who's even been in business you know, for a little while, it's crucial because you know, one of the, the biggest frustrations you know, I can attest to and I hear tons of stories about is, you know, for example, you call into a place, you have a product question, you go to one department. If you have an accounting question, you go to another, tracking another, core returns another, getting the tracking information emailed to you, you go to another. Um, if you have a problem, say, ordering on the website, then you go to another department, and it can add so much time to a call. And meanwhile, all these other things are being thrown at you where time management becomes an issue. And, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, through investigation and, and, and just putting in the time um, early on in your business, can really help just as you grow it and in, in, in just expand your customer base. And, you know i know dennis that you've had a ton of experience um with that um and how that can help you know your dealers um really any entrepreneur out there that's selling a product but i wanted to touch on one thing in specific that that we had discussed before the podcast and that's pricing or say what map pricing is which for those who don't know what map pricing is it is the allowed price you can you know advertise a product for on your website um, in a print ad, something like that, for a given product. So each company will have what their their minimum, you know, advertised price is. And so Dennis, I'd love for you to talk to us about that, things you've gone through with your own company, um, the process you guys use to make sure that that's basically policed and, and enforced, so that you know your dealers um, basically have the information they need to represent your product to sell the product uh, where it needs to be sold and, you know, how that all ties in together with, with building a successful business.
1: One of the, uh, the most challenging things I guess we deal with Patrick is, uh, not necessarily pricing through to the distributor because the, the distribute part of it, and you hit on that main thing is, is we find a, a distributor that, you know, that you can talk to a person or the and also one that becomes very reliable and cause you can get now to email, you can email your order over, uh, but there's a downside to that, that you want to make sure that you're dealing with somebody that you know follows up on an email. Because once it's sitting there, if it doesn't get processed, and you're expecting it in a couple of days, you know. So those are all things you can talk to a distributor with. Uh, you know, there's there's some great ones out there. you got your two fourteens, your XDPs, your Myers. Um, One of our favorites is Thoroughbred. Um, I love how they do things, even though they're a customer, because they're they're online retail and they're they're one of our best the way it all kind of starts out is you know, we will we, we'll see manufacturers are always working with distributors. Okay, if you take X amount of dollars at uh, on this one particular order, they might want ten extra point. So um, you know that, that that and then the distributor goes through and then that allows them to set up their pricing for, to, to their dealers. And then it goes, you know, to the dealer. The dealer can call, and they can get them, uh, theirselves, a a price break. By saying, in that case, taking five, you know, ten items where, you know, the distributor probably negotiated a hundred to a thousand items. So, you know, then a distributor invests a lot of money, which helps keep the price down to the end user. That's everybody's goal is... How inexpensive can we get it to the the buyer and make money? I mean, anybody that gets in business and thinks it's not all about the money. Well, it's not all about the money. I'm trying with it. You know, I I, I didn't. Um, You kind of have to learn prior to going in. We get a lot of phone calls here, and we will not tell a customer that they cannot buy here. And the only reason that we won't tell them that. Is because if a guy's just starting out, he calls, I think it makes it sound like, well, you're not going to appear. Well, that customer, uh, what we'll do is we have a dealer price. You know, you buy a little bit, you can be a dealer, and we will also tell you, we will get you this price, but have you looked at any distributors? Uh, if they, if the answer is no, then we'll, we will give them some distributors names and, um, be like, why don't you call there? You know, and then you can call right back here for all your tech. We answer the phones. You know, you're going to a person. A lot of times our sales and tech are the same people. So, uh, you know, but we do, we go through a, a little bit extra process to make sure that the new guy in the here that's getting started don't get treated like, you know, we don't think he's, he's valuable, you know, to become valuable and, uh, you know, if he builds his business up one day and wants to put in them large orders and get those big discounts, he'll be able to. You know, it's just the biggest question we get is like, well, how come they can sell it cheap then? Um, then you can sell it to me. Well, I mean, they probably put in a hundred hundred dollar order, so that so that you could put in a thousand dollar order. So, you know, that that's a way is, you know, helping educate the the, the new guy
0: what's really key that, that you just mentioned was, you know, when somebody calls in, they want to purchase your product is how willing you guys are to work with that person and want to make them successful. And mm-hmm. it almost might seem like a foregone conclusion in, in, in sales or in distribution, but there are some places and some instances where it's hard to give a place your money. And, you know, you you sit there, you can be frustrated, and you think to yourself, well, my money's still green, too. Like, why can't I do it? And that first time that that hits as a business owner, you, you have to almost kind of know how to handle it and go to a plan B, C, D, E, all the way down to figure that out. So I think it's really cool that you guys put that at the forefront. You want to make sure that, that people who do business with you, whether directly or indirectly through a distributor, have that same sort of feeling that you want their business, their repeat business. You want to help them grow, you know, as a company and and be successful.
1: It, that, that's our first line, you know, there. And then uh, after we kind of get that, you know, if the guy wants to, and we, to be honest with you, sometimes the guy goes, you know what, just at least right now I'm, I'm going to buy through you because, you know, I, they can talk to us, we build it. And, and, you know, so we'll we'll coach them through a few things and help them. And then, you know, so, and, and as soon as they get to talking about price, they want to be in a category that we won't put them in, you know. But, again, we'll have that conversation with them again. We're like, hey, won't you let us hook you up with a uh, distributor? We will call, we'll get you the number. I'll call them for you. I'll have them call you um, because... Trust me, to them buying large quantities, so you don't have to right now. And, you know, so that, that's where the distributors, you know, are really good. And, and most all distributors out there, are, we don't get any complaints on, you know. Uh, they, they, they help us with MAP. They enforce MAP. Uh, there's only one that doesn't enforce MAP, and we don't sell them anymore. So, um, you know, that's, that's the, the, uh, the start of it. And then the next thing is you kind of hit on is uh, when a guy starts a business. Most of the time, it's, and this is the way it is in diesel industry, and I'm not sure other industries, but you usually got one guy in a group that um, he, he's just eat up with diesels. So he learns, he reads, he does to his truck. The well, next thing you know, his buddies are like, hey, uh, can you get me one of them? Can you And the next thing you know, all the buddies are doing it, he's the go-to guy in that community, and he he originally just was enthusiastic on his truck. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I guarantee you the guy never stopped and took time to come up with what's his time worth. He's like, Oh man, I can get it for this, and uh, I don't know, man, give me 20 extra dollars. Well, it might be an item that he should be making a hundred extra dollars on because there's a lot of Tech that'll go into it. You know, there's a, a, a whole nother scenario that he is getting ready to put himself in. So, the first thing he's going to want to do is figure out what percentage you need to pay your bills, no matter where you're doing it, and make, make some money. You've got to put some money in your pocket, or it'll be the worst avenue you've ever traveled. If, if you're Doing all this work, you're you're working all you know after hours. You're you're staying up late, and the next thing you know, you don't have any extra money, but you're doing all this extra free work. Well, that could easily turn into we you know we lose a dealer, you know to the industry, not just to us. To the that that was a good you know a good enthusiastic person. It's just they he got projected into. What all of his buddies are like, you should start a business, you should start a business. I mean, I think everybody should start a business, but that's just me. But there's a lot more that goes into it than just, hey, you're good at this, you should start a business. Well, some people, maybe you should go work in that industry for somebody and learn that industry would be a, you know, a good first step.
0: You know, and two things that really get tied together for the consumer the the truck owner and then also the dealer network is map and profitability now map is you know say you go on a manufacturer's website you see the product listed for you know one a set amount and then you go online and you search the part number and you find you know these online places and dealers and they all have it for a little bit less basically that price is what the manufacturer allows their dealers to discount it to and advertise it for. Mm-hmm. And the, the industry as a whole, you know, there's, there's certain companies that are very strict with that, Right. where if you don't sell the product for what they allow, the consumer has no warranty. Um, and they do, they ask for receipts. You know, if a warranty pops up, they want to see where you bought it from, what you paid for it. If It's below that amount. And that person is not a dealer, does not have a resale license. There's no warranty, and they're basically out of luck. Yeah, and it also ties into you know the people who are just starting out as an entrepreneur, or have you know their business is young and they're starting to grow it, is that profitability because the major problem is going online, and you'll find these third-party websites. So they're not necessarily companies that are well known in that particular industry, but they'll be selling products below map almost so low that it's either at cost or sometimes below people's cost and it just creates this really ugly situation where you have a dealer network that's frustrated that this is out there and then you also have customers that are frustrated because they buy this product save a little bit of money and then have no warranty on something that costs you know two hundred dollars to ten thousand dollars and i wanted to get your your perspective uh dennis on what you guys have seen and ways that you're able to, to try to combat this sort of trend or, or, or maybe it's not even a trend, but just combat this situation that's approaching, not just on the diesel industry, but also probably on the gas world as well.
1: Well, we, you know, first thing we will try to do is find out where they got it, because if they got it from here, they probably already got a speech, you know, but. You know, those third party sites, here's where our hands get tied as a manufacturer is that we can't get nothing done. The only thing we can try to do at that point is find out the source of where they got it. And you know, that can be done, I've bought my own product at below map pricing to find out where it was being dropped from, to find out who, um, when, where, why, and how. And once I can narrow that down, Then I can contact who they did get it from that we more than likely sold it to. And once we do that, we expect, we'll make a phone call, and we expect immediate action on that. Or the next time that they call, they're going to get a price increase because I can't have you doing that. And, And, I mean, some of this seems extreme, a little more extreme now than like, hey, you need to quit that because that don't work. The next, the, the next go around, they'll get it up, then they'll next, when you're not looking, it's back down below again. And that's a, a struggle from a, manu, you know, our manufacturing is, you know, like if, if you bought that product that's below map, and we were aware of it, we put you on a, a do not sell list. Well, and from that point on, until you are removed from the do not sell list, everything you sell has no warranty. We will not warrant warranty because you have to send your receipt. You buy it, and then you've got a lifetime warranty. So if you bought it legit from a, 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 a dealer that's following all the rules, you got a lifetime warranty. You bought it below map, and, and, you, and you, it's on your receipt. We merely box it back up, and this is what we uh, normally we will cover shipping going back to the customer on any warranty item that's when we call you and get your credit card so you can be to have your product shipped back to you because we don't touch it.
0: You know, and that's, that's something really cool that you guys are doing because from a consumer perspective, say you're sitting back listening to this podcast and you go, well, I don't care about this map talk and the dealers on a do not sell list. I already got my product. You know, I saved 10 bucks, a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, whatever it is. But when you you purchase that and then you call for help or you need a warranty or you need tech help or whatever it is and you don't get it it it, it does happen you know that i i've seen it happen a lot where you know it's just it, it's unfortunate for them but also that there, there are rules of it and mm-hmm. you know if someone's going to sell it below what everyone else is and there's no like national sale going on or anything like that that's that's a side effect of it, and you're just you're just kind of out of luck on it.
1: And you know, um, and I guess it does in a way. You know, there's a double-edged sword. It might make that consumer upset. Well, he needs to be upset, or he or she needs to be upset, but they need to be upset at the problem. It was the the dealer that they trusted and bought from them, because the dealer knew what they were doing. They knew it was below map so you need to get they need to get mad at the right people and you know that's when they can go on social media blast and everything else but we will not do anything about it and if you want it back now you're more than welcome we'll need your credit card number for shipping and how would you like it uh... shipped back to you? So um, you know there's things like that that we that we can do and uh, that we do do and uh... like a uh, dealer of ours if, it, if they get put on sale list for violation your first times 30 days we don't bend on that because we want you to know that we're serious and then like uh you know i'm going to brag on turn 14 because they have this software that we can go and move people to the do not sell list and if you're on their do not sell list it will not even let the uh salesman type up the order because you're on the do not sell list, and I, mean, I may be missing a few, you know, aspects of that, but they they it, it process the order. So therefore, they have to call. They'll get call the guy back and be like, "You're on a do not sell list for this product, so you need to call the manufacturer and see about getting off of it." And when we actually get a chance to talk to the guy, and of course, you know, the typical, well, such and such has it for that too, blah blah blah. You know, more than likely, we're aware of that. But right now we're dealing with you and you you lowered your price because this guy lowered his price well there' are two people on the do not sell list now so and and like I said it some of it seems a little harsh but we have we have to it's gotten to where we have to do that and you know uh, another thing that I do hate on like that uh, discussion uh, we get we was on the other day is most of the time when that happens, the manufacturer takes the heat, and that's not, you know, that's not fair because our deal technically is with the distributor, and we've, we've negotiated our deal with them, and then if they've negotiated their deal with their dealer, well, the dealer's where everything goes wrong. So, you know, you, people need to practice on being a good dealer. You know, follow the rules. Um, You've got to make money. All, my, my, every product out there is priced for you to make some money because we want you to make money. And if you're not making money, it goes back to the last, uh, a little bit earlier in our conversation, when if you're not making money, you're going to get bored without making money and you're spending money. If none of it gets to go to you or anything else that you, you know, to get a, a reward for what you're doing. So, you know, we, we want you to make money. And then, you know, we ha- end up taking the heat because, well, why don't you do something about it? Well, to be honest with you, we are trying. And, but just so you know, I didn't make any less money on it. I, I took the the, the least cut. So and, and then I did that by selling volume, and then they sold it to a dealer. At their, everybody's got a tier price. You know, every distributor has tier price. Well, however they got their deal, they're having a sale. Well, the first thing that the dealer is where it starts to go bad. So the dealer goes, well, this guy's got it for 2.99. I'm gonna do 2.95. Well, $2.99 is probably mine. So now this guy's, I know it's only four dollars but it is below, well then that other dealer, if he chooses not to call or turn that dealer in because he's seen it, then he's like, I'm gonna go 290. And next thing you know, it's the typical race to the bottom. Well, in that time frame, I didn't sell that product to that dealer, but I do back up my product through an authorized distributor. Well, the distributor didn't have that dealer do that. So now we have to find the dealer, tell the distributor, He's on a do not sell list for 30 days. Then that's when we get a call from the dealer. Well, I didn't know such and such. He's doing it too. That's when they want to spill their guts. Well, they get 30 days and we're like, don't do it again. Because the next time you do it, you don't come off the do not sell list. We do not want a dealer like that. But now stop and let's look at this as a whole. All right. We're the manufacturer, but I ended up having to deal with the guy causing the problem, which was uh, that bought it from a distributor. Now the distributor's backing us up on what we, and I'm also trying to manufacture product, build product, and uh, you know, yes, we have people doing that and people looking for it, but you took time out of our day to go catch you doing something wrong, and that's the part that, that makes us have no sympathy for it anymore at all. I mean, like, when when I first got started, the internet was just getting going. Forums were just, pop, you know, starting to pop up. Well, it was a little easier because I sold everything at retail out of my retail shop. I didn't care about math. If you walked in my shop, I sold at retail. But with retail, if you had a problem with the product, I'd behind you. If I had to get you in there, no matter what I had to do, and then I dealt with my distributor and getting my money back on stuff, you know, on the back side of things. I've concentrated on making the customer happy. But by selling retail, I had a lot more to play with. I'm not interested in how little, least little I can make. If, it, if that product sold at $5.95, that's what I priced it at. And I had to charge some tax. Because I'm supposed to. So, uh, that comes around. I know a lot of these guys are like, well, i seen it on Amazon for uh, 239 Well, else might be more than that. Or, you, you see what I'm getting at? I mean, if somebody found it on Amazon and it's below my tell them to go buy it. They don't have no warranty. You're not going to have to take care of it. Because if the guy buys it from you, you have an obligation to take care of it he buys it from somewhere else and has problems, why would you waste your time on the guy that went and bought it somewhere else going to ask well, that, you
0: questions? That happens all the time, like from day to day, week to week, month to month. It's just, you know, in an email or a call or something, you know, someone will reach out and they they bought this product on a third party place and now they, they can't get in touch with them or they're not getting the responses that they need yep. and they want technical help or they want to know how to install it and there's really... There's nothing, you know, we can really do to help them other than telling them, like, who to call, you know, at the manufacturer level or, or someplace like that. And, you know, it's it's, it's tough.
1: Well, and, and that would be a, uh, probably typically you would get a lot more of that than I would because if you sell a product, they're like, I'll call him. He'll help you. Well, you didn't sell him nothing. You don't even know. And technically, even if you know about whatever product they're talking about. Do you want to get involved in that for free? You're not new at business. You know, if you start helping the guy, not that you don't, not that you don't want to help him, but it's like, man, if I start this, you're going to be calling me every day, and you haven't bought anything. You know, that's what keeps your phone on, your doors open, your bills paid, your know, taxes paid. That you know, making some money is what keeps that going. And you know the. Uh, if you don't make any on it then it's ba- then you're making a bad call. I
0: really like how you guys have this process in place to to protect the integrity of the product because you know you guys as a manufacturer and all the manufacturers out there, you guys aren't the guardians of the internet and can't be everywhere and see everything you know that's out there but it's it's refreshing to know you know as a dealer that there's a process in place to, to get things like those fixed, which they could be completely unintentional mistakes. Like say a price change happens and they didn't get the memo or the email or whatever it might be. But you guys can tell, you know what the old prices were, what they are now, you know, they just don't have an updated price sheet or they could have, you know, entered the last digit wrong on the back end of their website and it's off by, you know, however much, or it could be intentional. But you know that's that's what's really the key to, to protecting this, um, you know, and making sure that that these companies you work with know they have support on that level because it's so frustrating when you spend tons of money to market a product of a manufacturer to the world, and then you're able to go online and find it find it for less. I mean, that gets incredibly incredibly frustrating.
1: Right, and and that that is. That's key right there is, okay, and what we, like, let's say you find that. We want that phone call from you because let's say the guy did, he goes through, he's like, no, 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 I got everything at MAP. And we're like, we'll go get this part number right here. There is times that he's made a mistake, you know, so therefore that's at our discretion if we believe he, you know, if he's got everything else at MAP and he's got one, that he made a mistake on, we're not going to hinder the guy. You know, honest mistakes happen. We're not going to get you for that. It's the blatant people that take money out of... Like you you, uh, hit on something that you invest money for a sale. I think we talked about this a little the other day. You know, you invest money advertising for sale, but you don't get any discount off of it. You have to take it off your end. Well, what we do is if you call in and uh, you you want to have a sale, well, okay, what are you thinking? All right, well, how much do you think you could sell and you know, go and do all that? And we're like, okay, you order this much, I'll give you an additional 10 points off. And then you can pass your 10 points on to your customer. So, uh, and we do that a little different than everybody else is, we don't tell you what kind of sale to have, like, oh, T.S. says they're, they're having a Memorial Day sale, and everybody gets to take off uh, 10%. We encourage the dealers, distributors, to come up with their own ideas, and we keep them quiet. We're like, well, when they announce and it, it's coming out. Now we do get some phone calls like, hey, such and such has it uh, uh, below my app. Uh, yeah, they got permission. We know they did. Well, how come we didn't get to do it? Well, you could have you could come up with your own sale you know we just approve the sale is all it is so you know there, there's there's i uh, I'm friends with a lot of manufacturers and, and this is a problem that we all deal with and you know there's uh, there's some out there which our products are small and you know they're different price than some of these other ones but that like you said it, if you sell it below this you have no warranty well On some of these products, there's a very good chance you could need a warranty. And, you know, if you've dropped eight, nine grand on something, I'd highly recommend, you know, following the right path.
0: And that's exactly right as an entrepreneur because you never want, you never want the call when you sold, you know, a $10,000 build or setup or whatever it might be. And the customer had a problem, called the manufacturer, got a copy of the receipt. It was sold, you know, below map. And now they have no warranty. Like, whatever you would have made on that sale, it's not worth it the moment the consumer calls. They're going to be pissed. And they have every right to be pissed. Because they they don't need to understand MAP. They don't need to know really about that. It's up to the dealer to educate them and say, no, I can't discount this because this is what will happen. We need to protect your investment. So it's not on them. It's on the, the selling dealer to to educate the truck owner or any consumer out there on on the particular rules of that part so they never, ever get in that situation. I would never want to be on that call at all.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, um, well, you've got two choices there. You can try to explain that to the customer, which he's not going to understand because he spent his money with you. You know, or you can take it out of your pocket, which you know most people in that particular situation it maybe can't, you know, either can't do it or won't do it. Well, now you got a lawsuit. You know, I mean, so all of this could have just been prevented by selling the product like it was supposed to be sold. And guess what? You'd have to you wouldn't be in a lawsuit. you had a customer because he's already upset because his $10,000 item is messing up. So everything you compound on that is just going to be, get them irate, more and more and more irate. So, but yes, that's, um, but it, everything is in the works. So, I mean, if, you, if people are going to start a business, I mean, I recommend call around. Uh, like, you can call us, you can get literature, and you can do this with every manufacturer. Uh, learn the product. If you're going to sell it, learn it. Don't go off of Facebook don't you know physically talk to the people because I see so much BS on Facebook and heck half the time as long as it ain't on the TS page I use Facebook for my entertainment I mean I I've got buddies we go down there and goof off we say stuff that's not true you know we're not running people down but you know we're just cutting goofing off it's on my personal page you know, we're having a blast with it. We're we're using social media as entertainment. But now on the TS page, everything there's you know will be legit products. Everything else, but um, you know, I I can't emphasize enough. You know, just do your home. Do take time if you're gonna do a business and do some homework. If you're already in business, I mean, b- before you start selling something, at least learn the product. I, and I and this is. My method always has been, and I've done it for years. New product, like when we're developing a new product, I go buy a new truck, and that's how we learn the truck, the the electronics, the injectors. Some have uh, bought, you know, the your regular Bosch injectors. Some's got piezos. Uh, everything there's handled differently on how we build the boards. We have to know the ins and outs because ultimately, if there's problems. We're going to get the call, and we can't tell that guy that just bought an $80,000 truck, or now I guess they're up in the 90s. Um, ah, we don't know, man. You know. So what we have to do, we need to be able to answer this quick for this guy. So we will actually go, i tell you what, man, we don't know what's going on. It is a new product release. Send that back in here, and I'm going to take your unit and put it on our truck and duplicate, you know, try to duplicate what you have going on. So then like Randy or one of the guys here, they'll drive it for a few days and try to get it duplicated. And most most of the time, uh, it's something simple. A wire's popped out of the harness. Uh, sometimes you can burn a fed up on the board. Uh, you know, it's always something simple and fixable, but if we didn't have that truck here, it would have took us a lot longer to find that problem. So you know that's a that's a good tool we use uh, is just having the trucks. So I mean, even if you're going to be you know in the and the reason I got into that was for this reason. If you're going to uh, sell products, start a business. I mean, work on getting you a nice looking diesel truck, but then work on putting the products you sell on your truck so that. If, you know, if there is a quirk or there is, let's just say people might not like it, but everybody does it. Well, it might be something that there's a reason that it does it, you know. Uh, but learn that so that when the customer comes into you, you're like, yes, that that's done. And uh, I called them already on that. And this is why it does it. You know, be educated. And, and if you're dealing with companies that will stand behind you, you know, your education comes pretty quick.
0: That's so... True. Like, you know, when I was just thinking back to, you know, say like a third gen 67 Cummins I had and you know with the sixty-eight RFE and you know, when it's stock it does a few you know things with torque converter shutter given a few conditions at you know certain speed and sometimes someone'll will, will call me and they'll say, Man, I've called around everywhere and my truck does this at a certain time I think I need a transmission and I I've been through that. i I've, I've you know had that happen. I know what it is, what's going on um, and you can tell them and then they feel more comfortable like, okay, now I'm talking to someone who's had this, you know, same problem happen or not a Duramax or Powerstroke or any of the trucks out there. And, you know, it it may not necessarily need to be like a, you know, brand new F-250 Platinum that this this business owner needs to get. It it really depends on the niche and, and what they're focusing on. If they're, you know, specific to six liter Fords, you get a six liter Ford. If it's for six fours or... 6-7 Cummins or an LML or 12-Valve or whatever it might be is, you know, get it, modify it, fix things that break on it, um, you know, test different products out, know how they react so that when you get these customers in these calls, because they're going to call you yeah. when they see this stuff on your social media page and on your website and yeah. all those other things, that you have that knowledge to be able to explain to them and, and make them feel comfortable in the knowledge that you have, you know, to select the right products or, or to fix a problem.
1: And even if you're, even if you're a, uh, a Dodge guy or a Cummins guy, uh, I don't think anybody's a Dodge guy. But uh, even if you're, you're whatever brand it is, and you've learned the brand that you're driving, and you and you get to uh, uh, you add a box and it made the transmission do some goofy stuff for a little while. Well, maybe it's a relearn process. Maybe it's, but if it's happened on your truck, you're still going to be able to understand it when you make a call to the. Um, manufacturer or tech line of okay my dodge did this is the is the uh, power stroke along the same lines is you know you've already you're half educated on it and you understand that adding a module can change shift points can you know do do a lot of different things so you're already aware of it when you call so your calls off quicker
0: this even you know transcends into other industries like one of my my main passions something i love are guns I love to collect them love to shoot them
1: oh i love them um, guns
0: i just it's like when i go into the local gun store it's like cheers <laughs> like everybody knows my name when i go in there but i tend to gravitate towards a couple different brands or platforms yeah so when i go in there i know exactly you know what part of the case has these types of pistols or where these certain type of rifles are up on the wall but if i was going to own a gun store I I would have to know about all the brands because you never know who's coming through that door. They might be in yep. revolvers or lever guns or bolt guns or shotguns or, you know, they might yep. like AKs or ARs or whatever it might be. And you just, you need to be familiar with all of them to be able to sell and be successful, you know, in, in that line of business.
1: Yeah. If you, especially if you want to sell it. So, I mean, you know, say, you know, with any business, a good case of OCD and, uh, Chill out on the medicine for a little while. You'll learn stuff quickly.
0: You <laughs> had some awesome lessons for us, Dennis, and we definitely want to talk to you again in the future about about building a business and, and things that, that transcend any sort of industry someone may be in. Because one of the things I, I, I have learned in being you know in diesel, in the diesel community for so long, is a lot of diesel owners – are their own boss, mm-hmm. whether that's in agriculture, um, industrial oil, natural gas, basically anything, um, transportation. And there's things that, do, they're just lessons that transcend everything. And you know, we know that you have a ton of knowledge in it. You you've been there, done that you've grown your company into a huge, you know, player, um, and a well-respected company. And so we definitely want to, you know, talk to you more and, and get some more lessons and, and try to help some people out there. Maybe inspire them, you know, to start their own business. <laughs> I really think, though, that these the these talks and, the, you know, just uh, the lessons, you know, that you can share with us, it's really going to inspire someone out there, you know, maybe turn a light bulb on to think about it, to be self-employed.
1: Oh, I always tell everybody, I don't know exactly what to do sometimes, but I can give you 18 years of what not to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think it's going to help people, and, and who knows, maybe inspire someone to go, you know, start their own business and, and be self-employed, and you know, be able. To I love something. being
1: self-employed. For one reason, I'm not very employable, so it's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but I, I absolutely, you know, love the diesel industry. Met great people. I think some of this, you know, I've met people in all different industries. But I, I, I really think that some of the smartest, most knowledgeable people are in the diesel industry. And um, I, I just absolutely love it. And, and I do want to, you know, if I can help pass it on to a guy or help a guy out, you know, I, I don't mind it at all.